Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to today's episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm super excited. I have Jessica here with me, who is a Navy spouse. So Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Um, So start by telling me what it's like, you know, being a Navy spouse and going through, you know, that lifestyle as a military spouse for you. Oh, sure. Um, So my husband's been active duty for 10 years. And uh, before that, he was in the reserves. And it has been a really fun and interesting slash wild ride. Um, We have been stationed in Hawaii and then California three times and Texas once. Um, Through this military life, I have just really learned what it means to hold things loosely. Um, to hold my own, uh, you know, I have my own feelings and thoughts about how things should go and the pace of things. And that just isn't quite the way things are going to work out in the military life. So to hold things loosely, to trust that God is covering our family and walking us through these difficult times. We've been through two deployments, lots of underways and time away for trainings. We've brought three kids into our marriage, um, in the military lifestyle. And so navigating as kids get older from babies to toddlers to my oldest is now almost 12. Um, it looks different. Each of those phases with children looks very different. And so we've been, we learn as we go every year, just this looks different uh, for a two-year-old versus an eight-year-old versus an 11-year-old. And uh, But it's been a really good but growing season for us. Yeah, absolutely. What is it like, you know, specifically raising military kids, especially if you aren't a military kid yourself, because it's hard to, you know, gauge that lifestyle when it's so different from the civilian lifestyle? Yes, I would say, um, and I'm starting to understand this more now as my kids get a little older. I know that every family is different, but my experience was when our children were younger, probably I would say six and under, five and under, they kind of were along for the ride. You know, as long right. as like mom and dad were there, they're happy, they're go lucky for the most part. It's new, it's fun. They might miss, you know, obviously their family that they know their grandmas or grandpas. But something that changes, or at least for us it has, when they start to enter those years where they're little friendships that they're starting to make um, at various duty stations start to take shape. And then we have to leave. Uh, that has been difficult. So I guess for people to know that for military kids, so don't don't be afraid to reach out and be their friends, knowing that they probably are going to have to leave you. But it's so vital for like like it's so important to them, and they they they're worth it. You know, I think sometimes people maybe put up a wall, like oh well, they're just going to leave in six months or a year or a year and a half. And it's like, oh, no, there is so much beauty. I've seen so much beauty come from friendships that were only really allowed to blossom personally, like living together or living in the same neighborhood 
for six months or three months. And of course, you've had blessings of longer times to be with friends. But it's been a navigate. We've been learning to navigate that process. And I think the best thing that I've been able to do for my children is just in those moments where they're having to leave friends and make new friends is just to give them the space to talk about it. That is really sad, buddy. I'm, I understand. Like, I'm sad. I miss my friends from that last duty station. And not to try to cover that up or push that aside. I think that sometimes parents want to just like either make it better really fast or maybe skip over to the good part. But it's like, sometimes it's okay to just be like, it's hard. It's hard that we're having to leave again and giving them that time to process it. Well, and it's hard, you know, like, and I hear it from military kids all the time, especially in those like elementary and starting to go into that middle school age. But those ages, military kids, no matter if you're on a day of school or in a public school that's off base, um, a lot of kids, you know, walk in and they feel that new kid, you know, aspect and they're scared. And so it's hard for them to go out and make friends. But even the military kids there who are understanding, it's still hard for them to, you know, reach out and make those connections too. Yes, yes, definitely. There's all kinds of dynamics at play from kids. I mean, we got to give our kids a lot of grace. The kids that are coming into new situations, you know, when we used to go to a new situation, a new event, maybe we're going to a trail life or to a wanna meet. And my kids would kind of be a little wallflowerish, not really sure what to do. And I'd be like, part of me would be like, oh, come on, go, go, go. Yeah. Make new friends. I'm like, you know what? Like, this is, it's hard to have to remake yourself every two to three years and just to give them the space and not force them into that at, at first and, and give them that time to figure out what feels safe, what feels good and how they can progress in that. And to make those friends, um, not to say that sometimes encouragement isn't needed for children, you know, right. but I, th- I think you do need to give them that little bit of time in the beginning to get a lay of the land. Not everybody is a super big extrovert. And sometimes people need to kind of hang back for a little bit and figure out what feels good. So, Right. And that's like, you know, military families as a whole, because, you know, everyone is so different. Even spouses, some are, you know, more extroverted, some are more introverted. And so you know, moving around duty station to duty station is tiring and service members, you know, they kind of get a little luckier because they get thrown right into, you know, a u- new unit where they just instantly connect with those people because they're forced to. And mm-hmm. the rest of the families are kind of just there for the ride. And if they don't throw themselves into it, you know, it a little challenging for them to be able to make friends and make connections in that new space. Oh, yes. You know, moving every two to three years and having to remake your social network and your social system is exhausting. It's yeah. emotionally, physically exhausting. My husband and I, we've kind of come based based on what we've seen, it typically takes six months to maybe even up to a year. And you only have sometimes two or three years. Right. Um, but it takes at least six months, we found it to start to get feet under you and go, okay, I know what's going to work for us and what's not going to work for us. This group is going to work for us. This is probably not going to work for us. Or I've found my tribe here or that place is definitely not going to be my tribe because you have to just sometimes experience something. Um, Our family specifically, we homeschool. And so when we move to a new place, we look at different co-ops and different 
uh, groups that meet during the week. And I tell my kids for the first couple of months, we're just going to be trying some places. Yeah, They might not all work for us and that's okay, but we have to see what's out there. But it is exhausting, like saying hello to new people all the time. <laughs> You're like, I just want to be known. I just want to people just right. to know me and not have to be like selling myself. And I think that's kind of what it feels like. You're trying to, oh, please like me. Please be my friend because I want to have a support system. Yeah. And even when you are there and after, you know, for your family, those six months go by and you kind of feel uh, accustomed to the area, you have people still filing in and out. You know, PCS season Mm -hmm. is a thing. Summers and, you know, that winter break is big PCS seasons. But people move, you know, all throughout the year. It's not confined to just those two specific times. Oh, yes. You know, so such a good point that you brought up. We just got back um, a few, like 15 minutes ago from an outing with a family of ours that um, we've grown really close to. Both of our husbands are currently deployed right now. And so we've been each other's support system while they've been gone and they're going to be leaving in two months, you know, and our sons, they spend every day in the neighborhood riding bikes together and they just develop these really close friendships. And I'm already starting to get a little anxious and grieving, like what that's going to look like, you know, because they're moving to Italy. Like (laughs) there's a good good chance we may not see them again. You know, I don't know. And just already beginning to think about that and know that it's kind of coming is is difficult. Yeah, because you have these connections, you build them, and military families can just connect with people on a different level and instantly um, in a good sense. And so when people are coming and going, when people are moving, you know, to the opposite end of the world, like Italy, you know, it's hard to keep yeah. those connections and it takes a lot of work. Um, but it's so weird how well that we all figure out how to keep those connections, how to make them work. You know, even if that goes back to the days, and I know it's not popular now, but it's still it's still really good. But pen pals, you know, and writing letters and, oh, yes. you know, it yes. goes back to that. We've had um, a lot of good experiences with finding out interesting and creative ways to maintain connections. Because you're right, especially if you're going to be in a transient lifestyle, going from place to place to place, like you've got to figure out how to maintain those connections, those streams of relationships through your life. And not every relationship is going to last for years and years and years, but there will be some. And so pen pals is great. My kids have loved that. Um, Sending things from our new duty station to old friends from our old duty station and vice versa. Um, and then, of course, is with the internet, technology has yes. boomed. And so having fun Zoom calls. We've done things before with uh, other kids where we'll get on Zoom and we'll have lunch together or they'll play games together. Oh, they love when they were, especially when they were a little younger, they love to like show off their toys, almost like show and tell. Yeah. Um, and so we just find those ways to to do that. And you know what's so interesting, what you just said. So my friend and I that I was just with, we were at a park de- down here in Southern California. and a lady with her little baby, uh, we kind of all bumped into each other. Our kids almost ran over her little three-year-old. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but we started talking and she was, we came to find out that she, her husband, is also deployed on the same ship that our oh, spouses wow. are deployed. And, you know, it was so great. And she was like, I almost feel like this was just meant to be this yeah. moment. And she was um, 
could tell she had, she was feeling a little lonely. She's feeling disconnected. She lives up here in North County, San Diego, but her husband's attached down to a ship down in San Diego. But she's living up here. She's probably not very connected to the command as much as she wants to be. And we were able to exchange numbers and talk about getting together for a play date. And she said, she goes, I just love it how when military spouses find each other, it's like there's this instant, I got you. Like, I understand what you're dealing with. I'm dealing with it too. Let's support each other. Because especially right now where our husbands are deployed. Yeah. We're we're it. Like, this is who's going to help you (laughs) get two in the morning. It can't be your spouse. So. You have to find those connections, especially like you're saying, you know, during those hard times of the deployments of, you know, TDYs or, you know, just training Mm -hmm. missions, anything of that nature. Like you have to have your support system around you because it's just you and, you know, being a mom, being a, a, a dad, you know. Being a parent and then having your own life on top of that, whether you're working, whether you're an entrepreneur, you know, whatever the case looks like for each individual family, you have to be able to have that support system and not everyone, again, like you're saying, is super close to where the command is, has access to the FRGs while they are accessible, you know. Yeah, it still can be hard depending on your your living situations and times and things like that. Oh, yes. I mean, we've experienced in our military life. So we were stationed at one point in Pearl Harbor at Hawaii. And even though it's not technically like over, I mean, it's not overseas, but it's an O'Connor's right. billet for yes. all intents and purposes. You know, the community there was very um, connected. It just kind of felt like you had to be. And then when we did a home port shift here to San Diego many years ago for our first time in California, San Diego County is huge, very mm-hmm. spread out. So the all the command, everybody's went whoosh, to all different ends of this county. And Austin and I lamented. It's like, man, the community that we had, it's just very different. Because you have somebody who's now an hour at minimum with traffic, yeah. you know, to the other side of the county. You're just not going to be able to see each other. But on in Oahu, you know, it was just like, we're all yeah. right here. And there was just so much community. So it does take an effort. Um especially I think stateside, I've heard and experienced in our own little bit just what it's like to be Oconus. And because you're so far from your comfort zone, and usually bases are smaller and more insular, it's easier, I think, to make that more intimate community. Yeah. Here, everybody, you know, you're more than likely to have spouses working outside of the home. It's easier to get jobs here. Um, Everybody gets really busy. And you're just kind of it's just hard. It's harder. Yeah, there it's such a huge difference, Oconus versus Conus. Not that I've lived Oconus before. Um, but you know, having talked to people, it's such a different lifestyle because, you know, you're separated from what you know. You know, yes. most people being born and raised in America, that's all you know. And so even going to Hawaii where it's a completely different lifestyle than what we're living here. You (laughs) know, it's so different. And so people, you know, find that community, that military community and rely more on other people who are going through those same, you know, challenges and triumphs that you're going through. And then even just, you know, like you were saying with the deployment, like meeting that mom in the park today, like you find those people and you navigate or you like cling to that group. So you then you can navigate that path together. Yeah, it's like this instant 
I know what you're dealing with. And yeah. there's just that bond that, I mean, there are different bonds. So it was kind of interesting. Our last, before we came here to Camp Pendleton, our last tour was actually back where my husband and I both grew up. He was a re- in Navy recruiting in the DFW Metroplex of Texas. We actually moved back home for three years, five minutes from both sets of grandparents where we went to high school. It was really weird. I was like, I never <laughs> expected right. this ever. And, but it, while I have very close friendships with people I've known for most of my life, I had a chance to kind of feel like that difference. There's just something different when you meet a military spouse and you're like, you understand, you understand. I don't have to explain myself. I can just go, this has been a hard day because of blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh yes, that's happened to me. I understand this. You know, they, they will be the people who will drop off like uh, a sweet neighbor who just moved here. Uh, She had made some sourdough and, I was having a hard day and I just sent her a Marco Polo, which is also a great resource, by the way, for military families. Like if you're looking to stay connected to people, we love Marco Polo. (laughs) Um, I sent her Marco Polo and I was like, I seen some prayer. I'm just really struggling with something. And she listened to it. And then before I knew it, she was knocking on my door and she's like, here's half a loaf of sourdough. Just, you know, like, let me give you a hug. And I've been exactly where you are. And I was like, that's just so nice. It's just so warm and comforting to know that somebody gets it. So, Yeah. And that's what I love, you know, from spouses to kids to even, you know, including service members, everyone understands, everyone gets it. No matter, you know, if you have the exact same situation or if you have a completely different situation, but, you know, it's still military related. Like we've all heard stories before. We've all had experiences, you know, and if we haven't experienced something, we know a friend who's experienced something, you know, and we can all connect. And that's how, you know, you have to survive that way because if you go at it alone or, if you're relying on people who aren't military connected and while that's a good thing and you still need your civilian friends, you know, you have to have the people who understand and who get it. Yes. Yes. And that's one thing, you know, speaking, going kind of back to children is I think one thing that's been helpful for my kids, especially while my husband's been deployed and they're a little older now, our first deployment, my oldest was like two, three years old. So that was almost a decade ago. It's been a while. My older children have had a chance to see me ask for help, ask for help and be okay with it and to talk to them about it and to be like, listen, we're not meant to do this alone. We cannot do this alone. Yeah. I was like, I I can't do this alone. I need you guys. Like we need to come together as a family and do this together, but then we need other people and we also want to be a blessing to others. So that's one of our biggest prayer requests every night is. Help us be a blessing to other people in our communities because we all need each other. And I think especially in the military lifestyle where you can feel so disconnected, sometimes it helps you to get out of your own headspace and serve somebody else. You know, you can be really down on your in the dumps. And then I used to think that too. I'd be down in the dumps and I'd be like, oh my goodness. Like I'd see a somebody a service member walking home be like I wish Austin was home I wish he was here yeah I was like you know what maybe he's been gone for the last nine months for all Mm -hmm. I know and he just got back it just kind of gets you different perspective like just to realize we all are carrying different burdens and nobody has it easy necessarily here and so let's figure out where we can serve where we can give a little bit and 
that helps lift everybody up. Yeah, there's that saying that, you know, we serve too, whether that be from kids' perspective or spouses' perspectives. Like there's so many ways that you can go out and serve your community and especially on base. Like there's so many opportunities to, you know, Mm -hmm. just go and, you know, help out other families. And whether that's like through a formal volunteer program or through something very informal, like, you know, your neighbor bringing you some sourdough the other day, like you can serve your community. You can help others. You can encourage others writing notes to, you know, for kids, like writing notes to your classmates and saying, Hey, like, you know, I know you're going through a deployment right now or you're going through a tough time or, you know, whatever the case may be, even on good days, you know, it's still important to share the joy and share the good. Yes, I agree 100%. Yeah. What kind of resources have you found, you know, to just help your family navigate this crazy life and especially through times of deployments? That's a good question. Um, through this deployment, I think some of our biggest areas of support have been, for us, we're involved in a group. It's called a Community Bible Study, mm-hmm. and they have them all over the country, different cities. It's been really helpful for us because it is a place where moms can go with all their children, and each child has their own little class, and the mom has her own little class, and it's either free or very cheap, so it's not going to be expensive. And it's a place where I was able to take my kids once a week and I was able to have some time with other women, other adults, where I'm not getting that a lot at home because my spouse is gone. And it's hard to find a little bit of time just for myself. And so that's been a really big support. Along the same vein, I mean, a little different, but uh, the YMCA, finding a YMCA in your local area, they typically have kid care. And so for a deployed spouse, What's really great is it it may be still included, but sometimes they charge a minimal fee, like maybe ten or twenty dollars a month. They provide two hours of kid care a day, so you can go to the YMCA. Your spouse is deployed. Your kids can go to kid care, and I think it's up to ten years old. So up until your child's able to then go work out themselves or be with you, but you know you can go there. Your kids can have a safe place to be. And then mom or dad, whoever is home with the kids can go and spend a couple hours. Sometimes you just want to like go in the hot sauna or the spa or, you know, you don't always have to go um, sweat it out, which I love to do that because that's yeah. helpful to get the endorphins going and to get my stress released. Right. But sometimes it's just, I want to go someplace quiet and read a book for a little while and <laughs> not have to worry about anything. Um, because you're really on 24-7 when your spouse is deployed. It can be a real a real tough, tough time. So places like CBS, like the YMCA, have been huge for us. Um, I don't know if this is available at every base, but here on Camp Pendleton, I know down in San Diego, um, the grocery store here or the, the commissary has started offering pickup for groceries, which was amazing. I know that out in town, it's like totally common, right? You could do DoorDash. You can get all right. kinds of stuff to your house. It's a little different on base. You can't get any of that on base, <laughs> um, which I'm always like, oh my gosh, I'm so like, I would love to have that. But commissary and picking up my groceries has been amazing for the, this deployment. Just one little thing. I don't have to get all the kids out and schlep them through the grocery store. Um, and the groceries here on base are significantly cheaper, even than like a Walmart or something out in town. Yeah. So that's been really helpful. Um, 
the libraries on base. We love the libraries on base and they have been offering, again, this is going to be base to base dependent, but the one here at Camp Pendleton offers um, like three days a week, these really cool during the day. So like, I think mainly for homeschool or, or kids that are at home for whatever reason, I think it's probably started during or after COVID people were home more. Um, but after the lockdown, anyways, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting distracted, <laughs> but um, you can go do these really cool STEM classes for free. Yeah. So you can take all your kids, they can make robots and all kinds of stuff. They have a great teacher that leads it. It's totally free. Mom can go drop her kids off, go hang out at the library, check out a couple books, just have a little bit of a breather. And it's been such a, such a blessing to us during this season. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's so important to, you know, and a, a lot of what you were saying were like getting connected, you know, and getting involved and mm-hmm. going out and doing things. And it's so important to, to have that, especially during times where, you know, you're the single parent more or less, you know, and mm-hmm. having k- yeah. times that the kids can connect with other people and you can connect with other people or you can have some alone time. Yes, it's really, you know, when before Austin deployed, I just looked at the different things that are available in our community. And I said, okay, what am I really going to have the mental capacity for while he's gone? What's going to allow me to recharge my battery a little bit? I can't do it all. And it's not going to look like it was when he was here. And that's okay. When he's here, I have more capacity. I can do all kinds of things. So I needed to pare down and, but then make what we were going to do really count for all of us. And that's, I think sometimes military spouses, you know, or the moms and dads of their children are always, they're much more focused on, is it going to, what's it going to do for my children? But we also need to be aware of, is it going to be something that's going to give some life to us as well during this time? Yeah. You need that, you know? Absolutely. Because if you don't have that, then what are you going to do really? In all honesty, there's nothing. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's a little saying that I'm sure people have heard, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Like yeah. you do need to find a way to rejuvenate yourself during times where you're under a lot of stress. And sometimes it is just that little hour, one hour a week where you get to be with other women and share your issues, your concerns. And sometimes it's just going to the YMCA and sitting in the sauna for 30 minutes, <laughs> just yeah. letting yourself relax. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, the last thing I always like to ask, and I find it so helpful for other you know, military families, but what piece of advice would you share? I would say the biggest thing that's helped me in this lifestyle is to realize that my husband, your spouse, they, they can't control all the things. Sometimes we think that they can, but you're on the same team. You're on the same team with your spouse. Sometimes it's going to feel like, oh my gosh, they're always gone. I'm always stuck. I'm always doing this. The kids are getting the short end of the stick here or there. They are on your side. They are on your side and stick together, spend time together, figuring out what you both need, what your family needs. But just don't forget that. I think sometimes um, in this lifestyle, it's it's easy to get down on your situation and your circumstances. My husband's deployed. My husband's gone. My spouse is gone. Or even if they're not deployed, maybe they're just, they work crazy, terrible hours. I've been there before with a spouse who's on a ship that's going through a big overhaul and they're gone from five in the morning till seven at night, six days a week. It's really difficult. And you can start to build resentment. Like, 
you move me away from my family, my friends, and now I'm home alone with these children. Where are you? And it's like, oh, the lifestyle is really hard. Stick together. Remember that you're on the same team. Move forward together and find ways to connect and feed and feed you as you're going into this lifestyle. Friends, things you can be involved in, things you can pour yourself into. None of us are meant to be an island. And it's easy to sometimes stay secluded, you know, especially when you're moving around so much, maybe you're just tired, but you do what you can to, to make those connections and stay connected to your spouse. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't tell the military, no, <laughs> you know, if you, you cannot, have they orders, do not care. <laughs> yeah, orders are called orders for a reason. <laughs> like You have yeah. to, to yes. follow them and, you know, new orders come up, new orders, you know, go and it doesn't matter. But as like the spouse, you kind of signed up for this life and it sucks, you know, saying it that way, but you kind of were prepared in a sense for this life. And, you know, you were put into that role because you knew you could handle it. Your spouse knew you could handle it. And while it it does suck sometimes, you know, you have to be a team. You have to be the two of you connected as one because there's so much that is going to come. And again, you can't tell the military no. So you have to go with it. Yeah, you're so right. Orders are orders. And and I think you can either build up resentment or you can just realize like, hey, like this is going to be difficult sometimes. It's also going to be amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. you get to see amazing parts of the world. You get to meet people you never would have met before. There's so many good things. But stay on the same team. Because yeah. that's where that's where it gets good. That's where it gets good. Yeah, you get to live in places like Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was not <laughs> upset about that. I keep wanting to go back to it all the time. <laughs> I mean, you are just literally a little bit of the Pacific away, so... <laughs> I know, I know. Well, my husband's going to get to see it on his way back. And so I'm like jealous. I'm like, oh my gosh. I wish I could meet you in Oahu, but (laughs) yeah, not right now. I know. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for being here and sharing what it's been like for you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.